Welcome to Two Slant Trees. We're glad you could listen to listen in on us this week as we discuss Pure Pleasure by Gary Thomas on chapter three this week. And it's called How Our Pleasure Pleases God. Yeah. So, so last week we started with uh, a five star re- review that we got, but this week we can't do the same because no one actually went and added one. Well, we only have five listeners anyways, so uh, we're not that surprised. But if you want to name drop, want us to name drop you here on the podcast, you can uh, just go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. Or, I mean, just send us a, an email and we can maybe read it out. Um, just let us know if it's one you want on the podcast, not just any ra- any random email. <laughs> we, we won't we won't just read stuff without uh, without your permission. No personal emails will be read yeah. unless, well, unless given explicit permission. <laughs> Implicit permission. Anyways. Well, we didn't come up with any jokes for you guys this week to start off, which has kind of has been the trend the last um, almost literally every single episode. Yeah, but, well, uh, we're just trying to mix it up. So keep we, it fresh. Um, we almost like hashed out our podcast before doing the podcast. So hopefully we will be able to like repeat our decent conversation that we just had. That's true. On our couch. Yeah. Um, but a lot in the last episode, we were talking a little bit about Advent, um, again, and I heard a podcast today that I had you listen to, right, Willie? Yeah. Uh, cause it talked a little bit about, um, about the history of Advent. So I thought you guys might be interested in that because if you have, if you were following any of the train of thought that we had about Advent and I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's, it's Sally Clarkson. She was interviewing Cambridge University professor Malcolm Geet, not to be confused with Cambridge, Ontario. No, Cambridge University. Yes. Um, and he talks about the history of Advent. So, um, it's, I thought that was, it was pretty interesting. Partly because he talks about how formerly there, like December was a time of like slowing down and, and waiting. I mean, kind of is done like that right now a little bit, but, um, but to the point where you don't put up your Christian tree until like the 24th and you don't put any gifts out until the 24th. Yeah. I feel like that's English Advent though, because everything's I more feel reserved like and Germany like, culture yeah. is you put up your Christmas tree on the first Sunday of Advent. Yeah, maybe. So I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, Which I prefer. So because it's funner. Yeah. But um. But then they do like twelve days of Christmas. Then it's like all the lights and all the fanfare and all that for twelve days. But I'm yeah. kind of like, let's just do it all December. Just do both. Do both. Yeah. No, it's like we can do, um, like pretty loud and fun for December. But then the twelve days of Christmas, just like, you know, go turn crazy. it up to eleven even. Yeah. Okay. It, it made me think of um. I think there's, is there like a Donald Duck? Not Donald Duck. It's a Mickey Mouse Christmas, like once upon a Christmas or something where like the ducks are like, we want it to be Christmas every day. And then they have like a Groundhog Day of Christmas where it's like they live Christmas over and over and over and over. And they get sick of it. Yeah. So maybe Mm. if we do that, that our kids won't be like, I want it to be Christmas every day. They'll be like, let's, let's make Christmas be over. Possibly. So this week's chapter is how our pleasure pleases God. So I'm going to start with you, Jess. Uh, what did you enjoy doing today that you think brought delight to God? And you can ask me that question afterwards. Yeah, well, I sure will. Um, so I, I don't know. 
my life is boring, as is most people's lives these days, because it's like red zone lockdown pandemic here in the city. Um, I went to Costco without children, which is certainly a delightful experience when you're used to having to try and tell your four-year-old not to get up and stand in the cart all the time or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, just going to Costco, buying food for Christmas and imagining all the fun things that we're going to do. I thought that was pretty fun. I mean, it's not, I don't know. I enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, you were very happy when you came in. Because I got to spend more money. Yeah, you were refreshed <laughs> as well. So, <clears throat> while you were at Costco, obviously I was at home with the young young youngins, and Timmy went to sleep. But then uh, I tried to convince Teddy to help clean the house, but he wasn't really interested. Big surprise. Yeah. Um, but then he just started kind of playing imaginary games on his own. Was he playing with, what was he doing? Dragons, I, I don't know. Like he was like hiding talking. in the couch and talking and then running around <laughs> and he had, he had a sword Yeah. Oh yeah. for most of it. And so I was kind of taking care of the house, getting those errands done. And, but he was just happy and at peace and full of full of life and imagination. That was a lot of fun. It is just fun to see to him it. just kind of like Talk. living his best life now. He actually talks to his imaginary friends like in full conversation. Yeah, like he'll he'll and he'll move around the room, you know, like stand on one side part. and be like this voice, and then turn around and yeah. face the other way to be the other voice. Yep, for sure. I actually heard him introducing me to one of his friends once, like his imaginary friends. I was like, "This is my mom." No, but he said Jess, and I was like, "Did I just hear my name?" And he's like. He looked really embarrassed. He's like, I'm just talking to one of my friends, mom. And I was like, like, did, but did you see my name? He's like, yeah, I told you that you're, the, you're Jess. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good lead in though. Cause I feel like one of my favorite things today was actually seeing Ted have fun. Right. And I feel like that's a kind of a lead into how, how God sees us and that it brings him joy, you know, as he's doing his work to see us, having pleasure yeah know, well that's what he talks life. about in the book but like he he talks about how um how god gives us pleasure kind of like you know parents enjoy seeing their kids have or like enjoying life or whatever um i think one of the main parts of what he talks about is that he says he wants um christians to connect pleasure with god rather than to see like god and pleasure as enemies um and i don't know i found this chapter kind of hard to sift through maybe he was just trying to at attack too much um because he was trying to sort out like the ways that we cope using pleasure i think right mm. whatever gets you through the night or whatever and then to just addressing that like pleasure is from god but i think i'm still struggling with the word pleasure yeah i would so rather use the word delight and i looked it up yeah, okay. So I, I like, think I prefer pleasure. You, I don't know, delight. It's, you know what? It sounds like Turkish delight. From Which is gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, so I looked it up. Delightful. And pleasure, it says, according to Google, it's a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. So like other similar, hap happiness, delight, joy, rapture, glee, satisfaction, etc. Gratification. And then the next one was like a sexual use of the word pleasure. And then delight was like, please, an experience guaranteed to delight both young and old. 
And then the next one was um, Great Pleasure for Delight. So I feel like you can use them fairly interchangeably. Um, But then looking at some of the verses that he used. But pleasure, it's pleasant as well. Like there's kind of like a, it's like the high level, but then it's also like, that was pleasant. That was pleasant. Yes. I don't know. I guess I think them. I I think of delight as like, like to give a delightful sunset. I feel like a pleasant sunset. But is more common. A pleasant sunset sounds kind of boring. Well, I mean, it was okay. Most sunsets sunsets are kind of boring. Okay, but wait. Right. So if you're gonna be happy, is there unpleasant sunsets? Uh, uh, (laughs) Well, some of them are just kind of like, oh, I guess it's done. Right. Maybe I would say more. I guess guess it's done. Well, like, if it's cloudy out, it's like you don't even notice it, Okay. Right? It's like, well, I guess that day's over. I didn't even notice the sun was... I mean, I sit in this office some and days, no and I, no one knows. You have no idea. And I hunker down at 8.30, and I come out at supper time, and it's dark on but, both ends. Okay, but I can... There's some things that you're like, you go to church, and you're like, okay, that was pleasant. But it wasn't, like, delightful or pleasing. Well, no, it was pleasing, what? Pleasant and pleasing, I feel like, have to go together. I guess. Anyways. Well, We're trying so, to determine what is the right word. What is so the I, right I, word? I still go with pleasure. But I think, can I use the Bible at you? Okay. <laughs> because some of the verses that he uses are, use the word delight. Oh. So Isaiah 62, 4 to 5, the Lord will take delight in you as a groom over his bride. And then Second Samuel twenty two twenty, he brought me into a spacious place, and he rescued rescued me because he delighted at me. Okay. And then there was another, but a servant delighting in the servant. Yeah, but then you look at Isaiah, where it talks like the lines have fallen upon me in pleasant places, and I'm I'm blessed in the land of the Lord, or like he brought me out into a wide and pleasant land. Maybe that's a different translation of the Second yeah. Samuel verse that you have there. Oh yeah, but pleasant's so, a nice word. Yeah, I'm just saying. Some words have been distorted in, in our, like, everyday usage, okay, and it just has strange yeah. connotations. So it's like, every time he's like, pleasure, 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 I'm like, it just feels a little weird. Yeah. And so when I translate it in my mind into delight, then I can... And mm. I guess delight feels a little bit less, like, intense. Oh, okay. Than pleasure. I don't know. Like, I can, I can, I don't know. Maybe we're just like reading way too much into it, but, um, yeah. so, but here's a question that's like related. Are pleasure and fun always synonymous? I would say that they aren't always. They are not? No. Because some things like, um, some things are good, you know, but they're not like fun. I think fun, fun has a connotation of maybe even a shallowness or something to it. So, they're good but not enjoyable. <laughs> maybe, um, like there's things that would make you smile but don't make you laugh. I feel like fun kind of makes you laugh, but other things make you smile. Okay, that's maybe the line I would draw. Yeah, it's maybe not scientific. Well, I think. Um, so what does he say? He okay, he talks about how. Pleasure for the mature believer is not necessarily the same as fun. Like, okay, he says, because he says, as we grow, like, um, I'm not quoting here, as we grow in Christ, you know, our kind of appetite for things changes. And so this is a quote. He says, pleasure 
is the end result of a process more than it, it is a feeling, which is why we can take much pleasure, ple pleasure in sacrifice as we do in having fun. So, like, I think, yeah, over time, you can, you can see, like, what, what example did he use? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, maybe just the idea of, like, serving God. It's like, even that, that word that the Bible uses about servitude, like, we can take pleasure in serving, I don't know, like, that time, <laughs> I took out the compost, and I actually took pleasure in taking out the compost, because it was the right thing to do. And it was like, mm. I don't know. It was like, I did a thing. It's, yeah, it was just, I enjoyed it, which is weird. Mm. But I think it was like, there's a, it, it, it was a servitude thing too, but yeah. not a gloating thing or not. a. But so I think maybe that's one way that I've matured this year is that I am actually able to take pleasure in the monotonous of my life, mm. which is certainly like a good thing these days. Um... So, what else does he say? Um, well, yeah, okay, so, I don't know, we're kind of going all over the place, but I felt like this chapter is a little bit all over the place. Kind of related to what I said about 2020 being crap, and kind of why we wanted to do this book was because we've had a lot of things um, taken away from this this year, or... We've been prevented from enjoying a lot of things this year. Hmm. And so um, understanding pleasure or understanding fun or whatever in a good way is something I want to enjoy, to figure out a little or look into more. Um, but he says, we become the most vulnerable when we become desperate, aka everyone in 2020. Yeah. And says, um, this is precisely when to take the most care about our choice of pleasures it's not merely about getting through the night. It's about what helps us grow through life, pointing us to eternity. So that kind of connects to that idea of like how our, what we pleasure in or what we delight in change, should change as we become more mature believers. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you want to maybe talk a bit about like that, that idea of like what gets you through the night? Yeah, I guess he talks about that at the beginning a little bit. Like, um, well, he quotes he quotes a few people like Francis, Frank Sinatra, who said Francis, Francis. Like Pope Francis Sinatra. <laughs> one day, I know one. he's definitely dead. <laughs> Pope, 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 no Frank, Frank Sinatra, not S a Pope. The singer. He says, "I'm for anything that gets you through the night, be it prayer, tranquilizers, or a bottle of Jack Daniels." This, can we just pause for that? <laughs> like that was a thing, eh? People would get like horse tranquilizers and shoot them up. Oh my goodness! Well, I mean. Have you did you watch that documentary about like what was it was it about um opium we watched that a while ago and they would like people would, like give their babies opium and like hair essentially heroin oh, yeah, yeah, like to the keep them are... to sleep through the whole day while they're at work you know or it's like their baby cried a lot here's some heroin like everybody was taking heroin to, uh... they would do like anyways anyways yeah tranquilizers that was a that was a weird phase Life was a crazy place. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've, I think we've all heard this gutting through the pandemic. It's like, well, whatever you need to do, you know, just. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think for myself, I, I like, I think that was probably like the first two months. That was our first podcast, actually. We was like, let's get through this. But yeah. I think we did that. Which like, we did one every day. So there's been a nervous energy or a bit of like, 
it's going to be over real soon. It was a little exciting. Yeah. Not but I think after, anymore. after, I mean, yeah, there's been a realism I just said in after a couple of months of like, this isn't going to be over quickly. No. And yeah, for myself, it was like, okay, like I can't just say, Hey, once it's all over, we're going to like, we're going to party or it's going to be fun. But it's like, what am I doing weekly or even daily to have, yeah, like pleasant things in my life. Yeah, he says that, like, well, he talks a bit about, I mean, this is just common sense, but he does address the idea of, like, um, when we are just, yeah, he says, like, right after that quote about, like, we become most vulnerable when we're desperate, he says, if you misuse creature comforts to get through the night, you'll soon find yourself using the same pleasure to get through a challenging week, and eventually you rely on what has come a crutch to weather a difficult year. In time, you'll wake up to discover that pleasure has become your pain, or perhaps even a source of addiction. Hmm. Um, so then he goes on to say, especially in the land of enjoyment, our motivation must come from what Paul describes in 2 Corinthians 5, 9. We make it our goal to please the Lord. So that's our, like, let's connect pleasure with God. Yeah. And what, what, what did I ask you earlier when you, like, because you kind of just said, you just don't usually think about enjoyment. You're like... If it's fun, it does you don't connect it with God. Well, like, yeah, even uh, tracing my own thinking on this of like, I think I'm like, I, well, I don't know. I guess I, maybe not everyone's into fun. I think some people aren't, but I, I, I don't, I'm not bothered by having fun. No. I guess I, I maybe, I, maybe that's, yeah, I have to figure that out in, in terms of this book. Like, who is he speaking to? Because maybe some people really, really don't like having fun. There's a few out there, I guess, that you see, but, um, I, I've never felt conflicted about the things that I do that are fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, even kind of going back to uh, Titus one fifteen, I wrote that down, where it says, like, to the pure, all things are pure. And so just kind of take that into whatever situation I go into and say, hey, like, if, you know, what is going on, you know, at a party or whatever, if, if I am pure, then there's maybe a, a place for me mm-hmm. to participate in this. Like, yeah, obviously not to be abusing my freedom or getting myself into a situation where yeah. I'm like in trouble or something. But like, but like, in t- yeah, a, in terms of like a Netflix marathon is fine. Yeah. You know, and yeah, as long as your family is in like, place, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, you have responsibilities. You can't just exactly. like not go to work the next day or whatever. But um, I think sometimes we can be so critical and be like, I'm not coping in the best way as humanly possible. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, it's okay just to have fun and just have it just be fun too. Yeah. And that's like just from the purity perspective of like, Hey, just, but so I think that the piece that this is bringing in, because he doesn't use that verse at all. Um, he talks about, yeah, pleasure is actually a gift from God. Um, can I just grab yeah. the book here? Um, there's from a, a guy named, uh, I think a bishop named Francois Fenelon. And he says, uh, Francois Fenelon says, we must receive pleasure since it is God who gives them to us for our need. Um, and I think that's something I don't, I just don't think about that much. We did that the other night, though. Like, um, when you're like, let's just let's just watch a funny show. Yes. And then you look through all kinds of war war episodes, and I'm like, hello, funny show. Let's. Yeah. Then but... the internet, then the Wi-Fi started like bugging out. So but we it, watched it, it was, Space Force. Yes, victory from the arms of defeat, right there. Yes. Space but, Force. Yeah, it's it's, it's growing it's a, on us. Well, it's kind of a weird show because it's like half deadpan, like just weird bonkers but then there's like these mo- moments of just sheer like i just cackling yes 
And Jack or Willie was laughing at me laughing because yeah. I was just. Anyways, I think this idea of not just like, not just like having fun and just being okay with it, but actually receiving pleasure as a gift from God. There's a few things that, like, I think there's a couple different levels that operates at. One is like, okay, well, it's not just fun, then, right? You may have to take it a bit more seriously of like, oh, like what's actually going on here? Why is like, it's maybe a question of like, why is God giving me pleasure mm-hmm. or giving me something that's joyful in this moment yeah. I can receive it with joy. Um, because yeah, I think, um, well, I was talking to staff people at work today and we talked about like how we receive trials from God. Um, there's this quote, uh, from, uh, Rick James, not the singer, but, uh, a, a staff of Parachain or Campus Crusade. And he says, trials are from God's heart, not from his fists. And that's been an important lesson for yeah. me over this year of that like hard times and this is a challenging time right now at least Mm -hmm. for me i don't know for you guys (laughs) but it has been challenging uh but to realize like oh well this is god's not unaware and he is he he allows this stuff to happen i mean that's what i see in my friendship with god that he allows stuff to happen and but it comes from his heart Mm-hmm. and from a place of love and not from anger or not from like yeah being frustrated with me or or with really with anyone but because for me at least it's to the hard times god sentences so that i can grow yeah you know but then to say okay well like like that feels like a deep lesson you should be like oh yeah these hard times like god's teaching me something well, what is it to say that like hey this you know this steak dinner god's really teaching me a lesson here you know like <laughs> I haven't jo- thought about that, you know. This is food is fuel. It's this not... is God. God has something deep to say no, to me, in here. I think... and I kind of have an inkling of what that means. But I'm like, oh, I have just not thought of it that way. I'm just like more generic. It's like, oh, this is good. I like it. Thanks, God. Yeah. Go on. But to say like, whoa, like this is really good. Like, what is, you know, what does God have for me in the fact that this is pleasant? Yeah, that he. He has given us taste buds to enjoy food rather than just like soilant or whatever. Soilant green. Um, well, he says, like, God sets us free to revel in what he has designed for our enjoyment. And eventually, as we mature, we begin to detest what goes against his nature and will. But he also kind of like what you're saying. He goes on to say, um, I think this is maybe the biggest thing that I take away is like may- many of us live with an acute sense of how much our sin angers and hurts God. Let us not forget how much our obedience pleases him, but also how much our joy brings him joy. Mm. Like that he's not like, I, I maybe it's because just based on our own parenting experience or not our uh, being parented, although I had lots of fun growing up, but um, that we think of God as like a disciplinarian, like he's there to make us perfect or he's there to do, but it's not like, it's always what we th- I think of. Well, I think it's just kid logic, right? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, kids just figure <laughs> things out. Kids get hurt real bad. Well, kids just figure things out all, all goofy, right? And so, as you get older, you have to, like, even if you had perfect parents, you have things yeah. that you got to, like, <laughs> you just figured it out all wrong. Yeah. But I'm enjoying, like, I guess I really like Christmas season because I like buying gifts. I like giving gifts. I like, I like, I like <clears throat> the anticipation of, like, how fun it's going to be when we eat all those, like, fancy sausages and you know the spread of all the foods over the course of you know like I just I enjoyed the anticipation I enjoyed the actual 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about their faces when they're going to open up the gifts and when I'm going to let them watch TV during the day and like all those things. Like, Wait, didn't we say you're not supposed to watch TV on Christmas Day? I didn't say Christmas that's Day. R- okay. I'm talking about... That's the wrong kind of pleasure on Christmas we're Day. Like, right? Because there's a time and a place for different things. Yeah, but I mean, if we decide it's a time and a place, we can do that. We can. Because yeah. <laughs> we need a break. Yes, we do a for a Or a nap. Um, but that helps me think about like, I think, you know, that God is like, Imagine God sitting there being like, I'm so stoked for the next month because this is going to happen and this this is going to happen. Okay, I can see that. I guess he was thinking about that leading up to our marriage. He's like, this is going to be so fun. Like, (laughs) rubbing his hands together. Like, they're going to love each other so much. I suppose. Okay, yeah. I I feel like I'm coming to understand a little bit more of like, why it's fun for God. Why it's fun for God. Yeah, to be like, to be watching over us. And why he's like, why, yeah, happy with our obedience, but happy with our joy, too. Like yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I think, like, I think he he laughs at our jokes and, like, you know, like... <laughs> some of them. Some of them. Some of them are not so good. But, yeah, well, he says, the Lord will take delight in you as a groom over his bride. That's a bit weird to me, but, like... Um, weird for you. <laughs> bride Willie. <laughs> are you going to wear a veil or... <laughs> Willie's, like, flow, making his oh, hair yeah, flow. Guess... Nobody can see it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's hard to like summarize because this chapter, but basically, um, enjoy life. God is giving it to us to enjoy. Yeah. Um, we should not, but, but we should not separate enjoyment from God. It's not like this is my time to enjoy my life. And then this is my time of devotion towards God or servitude towards God. But like, um, if we approach the world with wonder and contemplation of all the wonderful things he's given us, it's uh like there it helps us to connect yeah. the enjoyment and the pleasure and the delight. Yeah, I think there's also like maybe a bit of discernment that has to happen in there too, right? Because like um, on both sides, we talk about like trials. Are they from God or what is from God? It's like not all trials are from God. Like sometimes you. Your car won't start just because you forgot to, like, you left the lights on overnight. That's why it's not starting. Yeah. And it's just, like, a lesson you need to yeah, learn. And that's kind of, like, it is from God. Kind of sowing what you reap, it's, like. It's not, like, there's not a deep meaning to no. it. Um, but sometimes, yeah, it's even very small things. It's like, oh, like, no, I think God is trying to speak to me here. And then, yeah, there's that discernment of, like, yeah, I think maybe for me, I'm just, like, I kind of see all pleasure as, like, just kind of very generic. But to recognize maybe what specific ones things mm-hmm. are like oh this is actually from god but i mean it's even they're both related to the way god has ordered the world yeah because like if you let your leave your car if you're forgetful and whatever you leave your car your lights on and your battery dies that's just the way the world works if you do that the next thing happens but god has also ordered the world to be a one of of um okay sunrises as well as really nice sunrises yeah. And food that tastes really good. Yeah. And all these things. And that's not just... I guess we could see it as, okay, that's like, it's just the way the world is, whatever. But like, or we could see it as like, wow, isn't it so cool that God has given us an earth that is beautiful and dynamic. And that like, when I was teaching about the rainforest with the boys, we were reading about it, like that there are insects that they still haven't discovered. And like, it's a... I don't want to say magical because that is not the right word, but like enchanted. It, it's, it's, it's incredible. 
And and that is just the way God has ordered it. But it's also really cool. Yeah. It is really cool. I feel like that's a good spot to kind of wrap up. Yeah, I guess. Uh, eh? Look for what's cool in the world in the coming days. Yeah. And it, be happy about it. Because God's happy about it. He is happy about it. Enjoy it and see it, the little things that take pleasure in the little things. Right? Well, yeah, I guess. Or delight, depending on which way you <laughs> want to. Depending on your translation of, <laughs> um, of our podcast. Anyways, thanks for joining us tonight. It was great to uh, share our lives with you. 